everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. For the next couple of weeks, I'm going to touch back on some topics that I have talked about in the past and revamp them a little bit. This topic is called Grace and Contentment in the Law, and it's a podcast based on an article that I wrote some time ago. Before I get to that, I'm just going to give you my shortest little tip ever, and it's get a tablet. I think lots of people have tablets now, whether it's an iPad or some some sort of Samsung tablet. But for me, it is a lifesaver. I put on the books that I'm reading. I put on transcripts, magazines. I keep track of my email. I do my banking on it. I do shopping on it. Um, I do appeals and I have times where I may get a case that's a 30-day trial. And in the past, I would literally get a box full of transcripts. And now everything comes PDF. And I used to print them out and kind of carry them around. And now I download them to a tablet and I always have my work at my fingertips. I'll also use it for document review. Uh, Sometimes people will want me to review a contract. And a lot of times I do my contract review over the weekend because it's just kind of a nice time to get it done and it'll be on my tablet so it's just nice and handy. That's just a little tidbit that I throw out there but I want to talk about a topic um, called contentment and grace in the law and the terms contentment and grace appear to be an oxymoron to the term practicing law. A lot of days I have this grind of emails, phone calls, coffee getting cold before I drink it, fires to put out, honorary opposing counsel, upset clients, uh, emergency uh, matters with clients. Um, I will give a really, really quick tip about the coffee getting cold before you drink it. I bought, I love drinking out of a mug for some reason. It's just so much nicer to drink out of a mug than, um, like one of the coffee carriers that don't have the handles. I don't know why it just makes me feel better to drink out of a mug. And Hydro Flask has the mugs with the top and the insulation that'll keep your coffee warm for several hours. Plus it has a top on it. And people who know me know that I have often said I've spilled my coffee in my keyboard. That's not a metaphor. I've done that many times. And having a top on it, like a baby, like a baby with their sippy cup, um, helps me. So that's just a little aside before I get started. But through the years, I've worked hard to come up with some guidelines to make my days and weeks more manageable. These suggestions work for me, and they're ever-changing. But taking this more mindful approach to my practice 
has brought me more contentment. One of my tips, which I honestly have not been living by recently, and I'm anxious to get back to it, which is early to bed and early to rise. This was really life-changing for me. I used to work late, and then the next day I was very unproductive, and I walked around like a zombie, and I was amazed at how productive I could be in the morning. And I have the luxury of having an office very close to my house. Some mornings I go in at 5 a.m. in my workout clothes and work for a few hours. I'll try to get a workout in the morning and then go home and get dressed for the day. A suit for court, less formal business attire for meetings, meeting days. But those few hours in the morning are very productive. There's no phone calls, very few incoming mails, n- mail emails, no walk-ins, no other employees. I can get done in two hours what I might be able to get done in six or seven hours on a regular day. So that's my motto, the early to bed, early to rise. But has that been working for me recently? Heck no, not at all. The challenge that I'm having is that there's no sunlight. The sun's coming up at 7 a.m. around that time. And there's no more sun by 5 p.m. And by 5, it makes me feel like I want to go to bed. And to get up at 5 and not have sunlight for a couple of hours, it makes me feel like I'm going to the airport. And on top of it, I've been sick. I think I'm finally starting to kick it, but sick for an almost solid two weeks. And it has completely thrown off my life. Um, I've been coughing at night, like nonstop. I'll lay down to go to bed early. I'll cough and cough. I can't get it to stop. I'll sleep for a few hours, wake up coughing in the middle of the night, and then like drag myself out of bed between seven and eight. So I'm completely thrown off in this last two weeks. And I'm hoping to get back on schedule with getting up early and getting things done. I don't always, um, uh, workouts in the morning don't always work for me. That's a luxury that I would like to have, but it doesn't always work out. So sometimes I'll just get up early and just go in my regular court clothes if I have court or, um, you know, maybe some slacks or a dress if I have meetings in the office. But getting there early, no matter how I'm slicing it, whether I am getting a workout in or not getting a workout in, it's it really, really changes how things work for me during the day. And also what if it if it works out nicely, sometimes I can get home early and then maybe get that workout in. Again, like I said, two weeks of being sick, I'm completely thrown off from that schedule. Another tip that I'll have is check your email first thing in the morning. I have read many time management books that advise to wait a few hours before you check your email. For attorneys, I don't think that works. I get a lot of my court rulings by emails and clients also email in the evening for things they need the next day. So going through my email immediately maps my day and lets me know if there's any fires to put out before I start getting to work on things. 
This also has a backfiring effect, which is if I do get sidetracked and all of a sudden there's other things that are brought up by the email, the thing that I'm supposed to be working on gets set off to the side and I find myself behind. So email for me is a constant struggle. There were a couple days last week where I felt my job was email answer. That's all I was doing. And finally in the afternoon, got through all the emails and was able to sit down and and actually start to get some work done. I think I'm in a little bit of that time period right before Christmas where things are just very insane. And I will tell you that throughout my entire career, some of the most challenging times for me has been the week or two before Christmas because there's a couple of things going on. So many months before, as hearings were getting set, December was wide open. So we're talking September, October, and the court might be setting hearings. And their court's looking at their calendar, and they see that the week before Christmas is open. So some hearings are getting filled in from from that. Another thing that happens during this time period is a lot of emergencies pop up, especially if you do things in family law. And you're trying to get a hearing right before Christmas. So I kind of have that going on this week where it's a juggle between things that have already been set. So in the next five days next week, and then the Monday before Christmas, in that time period, I have nine hearings. I don't know how I'm going to do it, frankly. And the hearings are kind of everywhere. Um, Also, it's Christmas (laughs) and the holidays. So there's other things, you know, I'm trying to finish up my shopping. Thank goodness for online shopping. I would not be able to do anything without online shopping. Family is starting to come in. So that's another pressure that's going on. So I know that this week is going to be a a big challenge. So I really have to stay on top of my email and keep my sleep schedule and getting up early. I have to stick to it. Another tip that I have for you is do one thing at a time. I spent years thinking I was amazing at multitasking, but really I was amazing at getting nothing done. And like I said, usually spilling my coffee in my keyboard while I accomplish nothing. Another tip I'll give, which is not working out for me lately, is clean your desk. I feel so much better when I have an open workspace. And I do this thing where I have like these little piles of kind of current stuff. So what I had going on for a while is I had this small pile sort of behind me. And it was just sort of things where I was waiting for the court to make a ruling or I was waiting for a client to get back to me to approve a letter um, or maybe waiting for a transcript on an appeal all sorts of like little things like that, where I just sort of wanted it in my sight line. Now I'm looking around my desk, and I have all sorts of these sort of urgent piles. And I need to open up this workspace like things are getting out of control. So cleaning my desk makes me feel much better. Another thing I will say is try to stay off social media while you work. 
Nothing makes you feel worse than seeing people in Paris while you're sitting at your desk drafting a contract. It's also a time hog. We could easily spend hours going down the wormhole of Twitter or Facebook or YouTube instead of being productive. A tip that I'll have that took me a long time to get there was when you drive to court or meetings, do not try to conduct business. First of all, it's dangerous. Second, it'll make you feel frazzled. My tip is to listen to a podcast as I drive from place to place. I also use that podcast as kind of a a carrot for me where I think, okay, I can listen to my podcast. I have an hour drive and that will, you know, kind of relax me as I get there. Obviously, as I'm listening to the podcast, my mind's not completely shut off, but I'm not using it as a time to return phone calls or anything like that. I drive a lot every month, sometimes over 2,000 miles. I live close to my office, but not close to the courts. And on those months that I drive quite a bit, I know that I cannot be driving around trying to talk on the phone and do um, return calls that way. I'll tell you when I try to do return calls if I'm out is if I have two hearings, I will go to a restaurant or a coffee shop, um, sometimes in my car a little bit, but I'd rather be somewhere more with a tabletop. And I will get as much done as I can because I can log into my emails and I can call the office and I can get my messages. And I find that if I'm somewhere and I for some reason, my one of my favorite things to do is like get breakfast, <laughs> like the comfort of pancakes and coffee can just help you kind of get through some of those calls. Another tip I have for you is take at least one day a week off, not a half day, not a few hours, a whole day. I spent years working seven days a week and not taking any vacations. One December The only day that I took off was December 25th. I was unproductive and miserable, and taking one day per week to recharge is a necessity. My day of the week is always Saturday. I made a commitment um, many years ago, several years ago, to not work on Saturdays. And how that came to be was I used to consider Saturday just another work day. And then on Sunday, I would like work from home, like review contracts, get ready for Monday. But Saturday, I would take appointments. And so there might be some Saturdays I would be in from like eight to one or eight to two. And I really realized what a bummer that was turning out to be for my life. So on Saturday, if I had meetings, I'd have to get up, get showered, put on some business attire, you know, sometimes it would just be jeans, but obviously not sweats and unwashed hair. Like I'd have to put makeup on and like get ready like it was a work day. And I was really resenting those days. And then what I did was I cut it down to one Saturday a week. And what happened with that was when that one Saturday came, I was having a lot of stress and resentment. And I've heard this from other lawyers regarding Saturday as their day off where they're not going to the office or or taking work home or, or looking at work is that 
it's the only day where the day where you don't have court that day and you can't have court the next day. Um, so I said no more. It has to be Saturday. I do do, <coughs> excuse me, I do do a lot of work on Sunday. Sunday becomes a day if I don't have anything going on where I'll do document review or read a transcript, um, answer emails, and just get ready for anything that's going on the night before or the next day, actually, um, for court. All right. Another thing that I will recommend is schedule non-work activities. I had a period of time where I did not take a vacation for over seven years. I kept waiting for things to calm down. And what I did with the waiting to calm down is I have a schedule where I always carry four months of printed out Outlook pages for me. So carry four months. Lately, I've been carrying six months because I have some trials set out. But what I can do is look at either a quarter or half of a year and see what my schedule looks like and then mark some time off. That became a necessity because when I didn't do that, I never had time off. And you need to do these things in order to have relaxation and have time with your family. So in order to do the things that I needed to stay alive, I began scheduling it. Up until a month ago, I had a scheduled time with a trainer two times a week. I'm still trying to fill in that gap. I had a commitment to myself to work out a few times a week at the gym and use the training that the trainer gave me and, and use her exercises. And that hasn't been working out, really, because of the sickness has kind of kicked in and I'm getting over it. So I hope to get back into that. And um, again, with the holidays, that throws everything off as well. I also schedule family get-togethers, and sometimes it's just something very relaxed, like getting together on a Sunday to watch football. I have a standing appointment with myself to take a long walk every Saturday. It gets to the point where even my family kind of makes fun at me, fun of me for it, but in a gentle nurturing way because they know how important it is for me. <coughs> I get up with the sun during the summer. I'm up a lot earlier this time of year, up a little later. Um, and I take a long, long walk and I listen to podcasts and just purge my head of everything from the week. I'll give a little tip that I tried this last Saturday when I was walking because I feel so out of sorts from not having my trainer any longer. Um, and she quit. She didn't say, no, I don't want to train you anymore. She just is stopped being a trainer. But when I was taking the walk, I would stop when there was a park bench and I would do sort of weight bearing exercises. I would do tricep dips, push-ups, um, plank, hold the plank, or what was the other thing I was doing? Oh, lunges and squats, just using the bench as kind of support. And when I got done with that, I thought that was actually kind of enjoyable to be out in the open and um, have these little 
kind of weight bearing breaks. <laughs> um, people who saw me probably thought I was a nut job, but it made me feel so much better after, about myself after having like two weeks of basically coming home and laying down and having these coughing fits. Okay, another tip I have is schedule blocks of time to get work done. We're very used to as attorneys or business owners to schedule meetings for attorneys. We schedule court hearings, we schedule depositions, but we generally do not schedule time to complete everything else we have to do. And some weeks I would be scheduled every day, all day with court and meetings. And I can't control court hearings. And after some years, I decided I can control my meeting schedule most of the time, not all of the time. But in the past, here's what I would do. If someone wanted a meeting and there was nothing filled in, I would schedule a meeting. These days, I take a very mindful approach to scheduling. I try not to schedule meetings where I have busy court days or days where I have a brief due the next day. I will also try to block schedule meetings, maybe five to six meetings over a four-hour period. Those end up being my least favorite days when I start them, but as soon as I finish the meetings, I have such a sense of accomplishment because I was able to get those meetings out of the way and then concentrate on what I need to get done in terms of court preparation or motion writing. Referring back to something that I stated before regarding scheduling non-work activities, I think this goes without saying to pre-plan your vacations. How I've explained my schedule before, I would have, I would look at my schedule and I would say, okay, I'm clear in about four months and I'll take a vacation then. That never worked, not once. My schedule was always filled by the time I got to that mystical four-month mark. So not only does planning vacation mean that I actually get to take them, but I also get the happiness that comes from planning the vacation and knowing that a vacation is coming up. Another tip I have for you is to go through your mail every day. Having stacks of mail around for me is upsetting. So I take five minutes and toss, sort, and handle the day's mail. I say five minutes, someday it is five minutes, some days it's a heck of a lot more depending on what comes in, but in most time periods, you can get through your mail within a few minutes and then it's not there in piles, you know, everywhere. An additional tip I have for you is make your office your happy place. My office looked the same for over 10 years. It had a big brown desk, a big black chair, a big brown credenza. It was so boring. So a couple of years ago, I turned my office into what I considered an office that looked like a fashion editor's office. I have a white desk, a gray chair, white shelves, a red meeting table with red chairs, and a chalkboard where everyone in my office writes on when they come into my office. Also with that chalkboard, my assistant will write my schedule for the day. It's twofold, the purpose for that. Number one, my staff can come in and see the schedule, and they, within one glance, they know 
Am I around? Am I in court? Am I in meetings? And then the second reason is, as I go throughout the day and accomplish stuff, I take the eraser and I erase that item. And that makes me feel like I'm getting through something. Surround yourself with good lighting, color on the walls, and art that makes you happy. All the walls in my office are blue. Everyone comments on it. My art is super fun. Most of it is just from um, Ross or it's stuff that clients over the years have actually created and gave to me, which makes me happy. And then I have a lot of my memorabilia, you know, like uh, autographed pictures from the Suns or, you know, things that I've picked up over the years. I have a birthday card from Oprah. You know, that stuff just sitting around kind of makes me happy. An additional tip is have a routine, but don't fret when you need to break it. Every day I know there are things I need to get to. Emails, phone call, mail, supervising employees. These are part of my everyday routine, but I also need to throw in my big projects. Transcript review, court hearings, meetings, motion and brief writing, research. There's a routine of the everyday things, but I cannot go crazy or make myself nutty when I need to work on other things. You, you have to have a routine, but you also have to be flexible. An additional tip I'll give is work in weird places. And sometimes my office is the worst place for me to work. The interruptions can be too much. It's hard to quiet my mind because I'm anticipating calls and emails. And some days I'll grab my tablet and a legal pad and go read transcripts in a coffee shop or quiet restaurant or a hotel lobby. I also have a quiet place in my office, which is a room that doesn't have an office phone in it. And that works pretty well. Although I feel like it's not as far removed. I can still hear people kind of coming and going and and my office can interrupt me while I'm there, which I want them to because I'm still there. I'm still working. But it doesn't work as well as being someplace out of the office. At the end of the day, embrace your inner Scarlett O'Hara and say, after all, tomorrow is another day. Or for younger people, embrace your inner Elsa, let it go. Tomorrow, the emails and work will still be there. Go home, see your family, have dinner, binge watch some Sex in the City episodes. Thank you for listening to my tips. I would love to hear what brings you grace and contentment in the law. And you can reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr under Florence Legally Brunette. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud under the Bonafide Legal Podcast or Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my um, office Facebook page. If you put Florence Brummer in, I think they both come in. And um, hmm, I was thinking there was some other way to find me. Oh, my website, BrummerLaw.com. I love my website. If you ever have a chance to visit it, please do. Let me know what you think. So thank you for listening. This week, I actually have no tips, no movie reviews. I am um, just getting 
back to business after being sick. It was just sort of a week of um, going into work, coming home, laying down, trying to rest as much as possible and get moving again. So I'll be back next week with a new podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great night. Thank <laughs> you.